Hey everyone, this is Jeff, and this is my podcast, People Conversations, and today I'm talking with Agnes from, uh, what's your name of your group, Agnes? People Over Pipelines. And is that the same name of the group as, that I spoke to is, a few months ago? Yes, yes it is. Cool, cool, all right. So uh, Agnes is uh, with a New Jersey group in Chesterfield, New Jersey, called People Over Pipelines, and we actually did a really incredible interview with her and other people in her group uh, a few months ago. Uh, which is on People Conversations. And so uh, a few days ago, <clears throat> there was a meeting, and uh, Agnes live-streamed it, and we uh, did it on Citizens Media TV. Um, and <clears throat> at first I thought things just didn't go well because of the Wi-Fi connection, but it turns out that something surprising happened. So, Agnes, can you give us uh, uh, hello. Uh, hello? Thanks a lot for coming. And can you give us, uh, tell us, you know, just give a brief introduction of yourself, and uh, what the meeting was supposed to be about, and you know what happened. Okay, hi. You know, thanks for for doing this. Um, yeah, my name is Agnes Persona with People Over Pipelines. It's a group that started in response to some um, methane, natural gas infrastructure being proposed for our area, uh, specifically a compressor station and a pipeline. So, um, you know, obviously, there's no need. I mean, it might not be obvious to your to your listeners, but there is no need, in our opinion, for more natural gas in New Jersey. And um, it's not a distribution line; it's a it's a transmission line that will just cut through our state and cut through the sensitive areas like the Pineland, and and just um, deliver this gas to the ocean for export. And at our expense, we're being asked to pay for the pipeline as well, with a 24% increase in our rates. So, you know, none of this is fair to us, and, and so that's why we started our group. And um, we've been successfully... Me, if, if, I could, if I could just clarify with that. So this pipeline goes through the Pinelands, which is an incredible nature preserve, one of the oldest in, uh, nature preserve in South Jersey, and then in the uh, north, higher north, but still in South Jersey, through Chesterfield, through, right in front of people's houses, underneath roads, uh, so not only are people having their rates hiked, but they have these environmental consequences and potential explosion of things being right in front of their houses, and they don't even get to use the gas. That's correct. There are, there are numerous health and safety issues, um, and there is no absolutely no benefit to, this, to the entire state. And the entire state will, will be asked to bear the burden of this and other proposed pipelines in New Jersey. <laughs> Okay, so uh, so I'm sorry I interrupted you. So no, you no, that's fine. Yeah, about... we've been yeah we've been um, um, figuring out you know how how best to fight this, and um, at this point in the permitting process, the the compressor station and the pipeline need several permits from the New Jersey Department of Environmental Protection, and um, we have asked for and received. Um, public hearings on these permits. A couple of months ago, we had one in Chesterfield on what is called a dewatering permit, which means that, that you know the, the compressor station is, is being proposed to be built on wetlands. So they need to, you can't build on wetlands, they're wet. <laughs> so they have to take the water out, which is, seems so um, counterintuitive for you know, protecting wetlands is what we're supposed to be doing. So, so you know, we had a very large crowd. Uh, we're a farming community, 
So we had a very large crowd show up to this dealer permit hearing. And the DEP was frankly surprised at the number of people that showed up. What's DEP? The Department of Environmental Protection. Um, they were shocked. We've heard back from other people that, that they, people don't show up for do-ordering hearings. It's just not, it doesn't happen. So um, hundreds of people showed up and, and raised opposition to it. And um, then they moved on. They, they extended the comment period, and they moved on now to um, freshwater wetlands permits. And that was what the hearing was on, on Monday. And hundreds, again, hundreds of people showed up for this hearing, but what was strange was the NJDEP, the, environmental, uh, the Department of Environmental Protection, scheduled this hearing in a venue that was wholly inadequate. And to make matters worse, the um, pipeline company, the, the, the um, Transco Williams, the people that are building the compressor station, trucked in um, hundreds of union members to fill the room in an attempt to keep residents out. Um, oh, that's what that was about. Oh, I yeah. heard, I, oh, I thought union in a positive way, that union, I don't know. No, uh, no, no. That these, these, these union members were, were told, and some people said they were paid to, um, to show up en masse with um, their T-shirts and to disrupt the meeting. And, um, you know, basically they say that it's about their jobs and they want the jobs, but, um, you know, this is not a pipeline job. This, is, this was the compressor station. These, are, these were members of local, one, they said they were local, local 172 members, but they all had Lyona shirts on, L-I-U-N-A, which is a national organization, and uh, I mean, I guess it's part of their union, but a lot of these guys weren't from the Bordentown area, with respect maybe Pennsylvania or other areas. But um, either way, it didn't really have the desired effect because you can't just shut down the meeting. You can't shut out residents. That's what they tried to do. They tried to fill the seats so that other residents couldn't get in. I mean, they were there. I was there at 315, and there were already union members there. You were, I didn't hear that. You were there what? I arrived at the hotel at 315, and there were already union members there in the hall. For what the, time was the meeting? 6 o'clock. It was a 6 o'clock meeting. You arrived two, two hours and 45 minutes early. Yeah. There were already and union there were people already, there. There were already people there, yeah, union people there. And did, you, mm -hmm. did, you, did you talk to these union people? Did you try and get I more did. information from them? Yes, we, we did talk to them. A number of us talked to them. And um, actually, we had some uh, flyers with information that um, the pipeline that's connected to this compressor station, where the majority of the union jobs will be, um, the company, New Jersey National Gas, is not obligated to pay the prevailing union wage. And when we told the union members that, we, we got a lot of raised eyebrows, and they were very interested in what we had to say. So, I mean, these guys are just misinformed. What we see this happen time and time again is um, the pipeline companies or the natural gas companies will contact union um, executives or union bigwigs, union representatives, and I don't know how they entice them. I'm not saying they pay them or whatever, but they entice them to get a large 
contingent of their members out there without telling them that, you know, the pay is not as good as it should be and that a lot of these jobs are going to go to out-of-state workers because they're, they're skilled workers that they need to, they don't want to train new guys. They bring them in from Oklahoma, Pennsylvania, Texas. So the, the numbers of jobs are inflated and they just want the bodies for their, their own purposes for these meetings. So these people are, these people, uh, a significant number of these union people are indeed local? They're just misunderstanding? Yeah, they're, they're, they've been duped, in other words, into, into appearing here. And, and there was a man with a clipboard writing down their names. They offered them pizza and soda. And um, I don't know what else they offered them, but I'm sure that the reason that, well, I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure that the reason that they were taking down the names is because, at the very least, when jobs come up at the union hall, if your name has a check mark against it, like you didn't show up, maybe you're not going to be first on the list for the job. So there has for to be the list reason. that is incredibly short to begin with. Yeah, yeah, or any job. I'm not. I'm not even talking the pipeline job. I'm talking like any uh, any job at the union hall. There has to be a reason they're taking down names. Hmm. Why would they need to take down those names if they? Oh, you know, I, I want to go. To, I want to. I, I want to go to that union and talk to those people and and find out more about that angle of it. That seems that seems really. Yeah. I, I yeah, was totally mean, surprised because I didn't get that from, I, I didn't get that at all from from the live stream. Yeah, and 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 the really um, surprising thing that they were surprised to learn is that New Jersey Natural Gas um, is not obligated to pay the prevailing wage to the contractors because they were grandfathered in with their old contract before the new legislation came into effect, so they have ten years on that old contract while other pipeline companies and other um, infrastructure jobs will be required to pay, to pay the prevailing wage, which is higher. When's the 10-year window? Well, the 10, it just started. So just started. Say, yes, uh, 2026. Okay. So, so the meeting was started. It was filled with union people. Uh, I would guess that and maybe 40% of the audience was union. Oh, I would say maybe in the hall, in the in the ballroom, fifty percent of, of the audience was union. Fifty percent, and and people were starting. There were rumors of people being turned away, or at least there were. Uh, there wasn't rumors. There were people at the door, people in the lobby. The policemen were. Away. Yes, people were being turned away outside. There was nowhere to park. So, so they couldn't even stand in line. They just they just said, "You can't come here," and and there were all these people. Well, I mean, basically taking up their spaces to make it impossible. So they chose mm-hmm. a small venue, and, and from what I'm understanding is they had evidence that there were going to be a lot of people, so they still chose a venue that clearly was not enough. But even no, though it wasn't they, enough, yes. Yes, they, 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 had the evidence. It, they also filled it halfway with people that clearly have no interest in giving public comment, or at least, you know, that are not there out of the genuine interest of their hearts. Um, exactly. They're they're at the urging of their of their union bosses. Okay, I'm going to take a quick tangent, just very briefly, just let's just define what a compressor station is. So, okay. so the so the pipeline is just a high pressure, extremely high pressure, uh, and the compressed and the compressor station releases some of that pressure sometimes to and to clean it out yes. as well. Yes, it's uh, that's called a blowdown, and um, 
you know, the company will say that there's a one or two blowdowns a year, but anecdotally from other um, compressor station sites and other people that live near them, they say they happen all the time, very frequently, and there is no warning. And like once a very week? scary. Uh, you know, I would say a couple of times a month. A couple times no. a month. And it just completely blows all of those chemicals and those nat- that natural gas and all of the radiation, all of the thing in it, all the poison into the air. Into the air, and exactly. To, to all the surrounding houses, some of which are right next door. And, in fact, the one young couple that was at our interview from a few months ago lives literally right next door to where the compressor station will be, and they're about they're, they're planning on having a baby. Um, okay. So, I mean, it's just, you know. Well, those players are on hold right now. For, yeah, for, I would know, think yeah. The, the, the baby plans or the compression yeah. station plans? Yeah, the, the baby plans. Yeah, um, I would think so. I mean, they, they're choosing to have a permanently sick child in that situation. So how, you yeah, know. Right. right, yeah. Um, they're literally 50 feet from property line to property line. It's 50 feet. Right, right. Not to mention that, that all these homes that are well within the blast radius of yes. the pipeline, not to mention the leaching of the chemicals, but just right. and, the blast radius itself. In our area, everyone has a well and septic system. So it's not just the air, it's the water as well that we're worried about. Right, and they're, and they're sucking all the water out to build this stuff to begin with. Yes, they are. And they're then sucking and it then, out and then putting it and back putting in. Putting it back the and then leaching all the chemicals and radiation into the water. Yeah. And... Right, yeah. No, it's, <laughs> I mean, it's comically... It is. Comical. It would I mean, be funny, like, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if it wasn't real, it was, it's hysterical. It's just like the most dark humor you can think of. And and well, putting the pipeline between the fire station and the school so it blows up and it hurts. The fire station can't get to the, the fire people can't get to the school. Right. And, you know, when I mean, there was... Um, actually, they did... Um, yesterday, they were doing practice... Um, emergency drills in Hamilton Township for a pipeline explosion. And I don't know what they were practicing because we've been told... They were all just standing there just going like, oh, they're just standing oh. There waiting. You would just be standing there waiting for the company to come out and the gas. Because you're not allowed to approach the site. They're just directing traffic, basically. Right, right. At that point. So you can't approach the site. If there was someone in there, they would be dead. But... um. I don't know, that's, you know, that's just a side note, but it seems to me there's like a gold rush mentality. If you if you look at the map, you know, there's, if you look at a map of pipelines in New Jersey, we have more than enough gas in this industry. But there's this big open space, and it's the pinelands, and it's open for a reason. I mean, that, that aquifer provides water for over a million people. And it recharges other aquifers, and it, it's. It, it, this is not even the pipe. This is not even your pipeline. This is no, another pipeline. Right, right. Well, it, there are there are two pipelines proposed to go through the pipelines. And and when when if you're if you're a, a gas concern from the Marcellus Shale in Pennsylvania, where there's like a gold rush mentality, there's all this gas. The price in in the United States for gas is very low, but the price overseas in Eastern Europe and Asia is extremely high. So you're looking at potentially so much money just sitting in the ground. How do you get it to Asia? How do you get it to Eastern Europe? 
Well, what stands between the sea and you? New Jersey. And when you look at a map, there's this big open space where there's actually no pipelines. It's the pine land. Well, so is this, was this meeting about the Pine Lands Pipeline or about the Chesapeake No, Pipeline? No, the, there's, uh, there was another meeting scheduled for the 7th in the same venue that would be uh, for the Freshwater Wetlands Pipeline permits as well as the CAFA permits, which are coastal area management. Okay. Um, and that was rescheduled because, obviously, you know, basically the Ramada said, we're done. We're not having any more of these meetings here. Uh-huh. They were very, um, you know, taken aback by the whole situation. Police, you know, everything. You know, the police had to, had to, had to actually shut the meeting down um, because it was unsafe. People were crossing the highway, parking illegally. There was potential um, fights inside. There was a there were tensions were a little high, yes, and there was one man that was pushed out of his seat by union members. Right. I want to be clear. Was this meeting about which pipeline was this particular meeting that was postponed? This meeting about? on Monday was about the Transco Williams compressor station in Chesterfield called the Garden State Expansion Project. Okay, Chesterfield, not the Pinelands right. pipeline. Okay. So what's, it's all so what's, one project, but yes, this, this was about this segment of the project with the Garden State Expansion Project. Okay. So what happens now? What happens now is they will reschedule. They have um, they have to put it in their bulletin for 30 days, so it will be a delay. The DEP? Which, yes, the DEP will will have to announce this in their bulletin, which I think the next bulletin comes out either this Friday or next Friday. Okay. And um, then it has to be in the bulletin for 30 days, <coughs> and it will it will I hopefully be. A more appropriate venue, hopefully a school, and um, there'll be enough parking, safe parking, and, and adequate seating for everyone to come in. Hopefully, they will schedule. We're urging them to schedule two meetings because what happens with these meetings is they go so long, people get frustrated that you know they don't get to speak, and, and there's so many people that want to speak. So if we have two meetings, then it would break that up somewhat. You know what I mean? It wouldn't go so long. So from their point of view, meetings. there will likely be one meeting. Yeah, I'm sure they're going to just want one, but I'm sure Transco, Transco actually doesn't want any meetings. They've already expressed to the DEP that they didn't want any meetings, and, and you know the DEP said, no, we're having a meeting, and that's what our our process is. So um, you know, we would we would also like them to come out and look in the field. We would like them to do some field work and look at the station site and um, see the the wildlife there and, and the wetlands and the flora and the fauna and, and, and what, what is going to be destroyed. Have you gone out there and, and done a film oh, of that? We've done that. We've gone out there and documented it, but and we've asked the DEP to come out repeatedly, but they have not. So, um, you know, to do a site survey, to do an actual site survey you know, right. in person. They're relying basically on the company's survey which, you know, they didn't see the wells. Because they, you know, they, they were Self, just... Self-regulation. Right, they just revi- relied on um, records, public records. And they didn't okay. do a very good job of that either because there are plenty of wells in that area that they, they missed. Right. So, so how, do you foresee, how do you foresee this going forward? 
Well, I I foresee hopefully no action. That's that's one of the alternatives that, that they can do is is nothing. They could just forget about it and walk away. And hopefully um, the delays will be so onerous on the company that the investors will walk away, that they won't they'll see a diminishing return on their investment, and they'll walk away. Um, that's happening with a couple of pipelines throughout the Northeast. And, uh, North, the, the, the Dakota, right? The South Dakota? Yeah, that's happening too. And, and, and for the, there are petroleum pipelines, but that's happening as well. I mean, you know... It's obvious to most people with a brain that we don't need these fossil fuels, and if we keep building out these fossil fuels, how are we ever going to have any room for or any incentive for for renewables? You know, it's like I said, it's a gold rush. They see they see all that money in the ground and they want it. Not that they don't have more money than God at this point, but they want it all. So, um, hopefully, we can you know delay to the point where there are diminishing returns or when Christie gets out of out of our hair, we can, you know, like Governor Cuomo just stopped pipelines in New York by denying these permits. The very permits we're fighting over right now. The DEP could deny these permits. And they have adequate and, and very good reasons to deny these permits. And if that happens, they would have to appeal through the third district uh, circuit, U.S. Supreme, you know, the, the United States Court of Appeals. They okay. have their appeal. And um, because the U.S., the third district has um, jurisdiction, the third circuit. So, and that would again be another delay. And then we could get, you know, another governor that would be, you know, more amenable to life and, and you know, human and, and natural habitat. Right. So, um, so you know, I don't know how out there this is going to seem, but this actually makes me think of income inequality of how how the rich, how the 1% can just throw out a check, create a meeting, rent a room, and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people have to fight it. Yes. So so that hundreds of people, they throw out a check, they rent a room, they you know just have a lawyer set up a meeting, whatever it is. And now the meeting's set up, really easily is for someone that's powerful and wealthy. And now hundreds and hundreds of people have to have to go through all of that to get to attend the meeting, to deal with the police and all the stress to fight mm-hmm. that check. To fight that yeah. check. And that that's like that's like the one percent versus the ninety nine percent. That's like like really shows. And then they postpone it. You know, and then they postpone it. Because well, they they enabled this situation where it was likely to be postponed by sending in union people, by renting a small place. Yeah, they kind of shot themselves in the foot that way. You know, I mean... Uh, you don't I'm see not, this delay? I, I'm, I'm trying to think of, is this delay... Almost, was this delay intentional to begin with? No, I'm sure... I'm sure, I'm sure Transco does not want this delay. Transco wants this, you know, to happen, to the, the process to move forward. They wanted to start construction in April. And why do they then why do they send the union people in? And why do they rent a small room? I don't, you know, that's that's a good question. It's it's a, it, I, it just I think they thought they could shout us all down, and and that if they showed that there there's an economic benefit to the to the area, you know, the DEP 
puts a lot of stock in, in public comments. And if, if more than half the public comments are, I want a job, then I guess they, I, I, that seems to me the wrong strategy here. I, I don't understand it really because, you know, I, I don't want to dissuade them. They're welcome to their public comments and they're welcome to come to these meetings. If they delay this meeting again, that's fine with me. Well, it seems, then it seems preventatively that you need to, you, the group or whatever, people need to inform these union people of what the real situation is so to prevent this kind of a thing from happening again. Yeah. To so prevent we, this we kind of their comments coming from a disingenuous place from overwhelming the genuine comments. We do. We're planning on doing some outreach to uh, a couple of the locals in our area. Right. But that does not get to, you know, the, this is New Jersey, you know. I mean, <laughs> everyone's corrupt in New Jersey. We understand that. And, you know, there's a reason the Sopranos was based in this in this state. <laughs> 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 I mean, union individual union members might understand, but the union bosses... Who knows who, who controls them? You know. Well, the um, best you can we, do is communicate to the grassroots of the union. I mean, that's the best exactly. you can do. And, and we would like to see them employed fully in, and engaged in fixing our broken infrastructure. You know, helping uh, to you know, modernize our our transportation infrastructure and <coughs> and fix. You know, there are plenty of old pipes they could be you know replacing. We don't you know, and there are plenty of, of jobs if we can incentivize it in, in renewables that these, these guys could be working on. We'd love right. to see them employed fully in renewables. Right. Okay. Well, I, I do have one more question, but before I say that, do you have any, you know, anything, any closing thoughts you want to say about this? Um, just that, you know, everyone needs to get involved. The entire state is at risk here. I mean, we stand between the gold rush, the Pennsylvania gold rush, and, 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 and destruction of our state. We stand between them and, and the sea, and they, and they don't care what they have to ruin to get their gas out. So it's everyone, everyone is involved in this state, and they should be. And fracking is banned in New Jersey. <laughs> well, there is no, there's no place to frack in New Jersey. There's no, there's no deposit, so it was, that was an easy ban. But frack uh, gas well. is not, is not, Banned. You can bring and the waste as you want. And the waste is not banned either. In fact, the, the waste, waste is, is not, not even not, not even not not even that it's not banned. There's no restrictions. Right. Because on it's dump, on dumping waste in New Jersey. Right. From fracking. And they're not obligated to tell us what's in the waste. Right. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I'm reminding the listeners that there is a really eye-opening interview that I did with you and your fellow group members. Um, a few months ago that's on People Conversations. Um, so I would highly recommend listening to that. It's, it's, it's just eye-opening. And so I want to close. <clears throat> Can you give your, uh, your opinion or whatever on uh, your, the upcoming election with, with the representatives running for your district regarding this issue? Well, um, we did have um, the man that's running against our incumbent, Tom Carter, is our incumbent um, representative. Congressional representative and um, John, his name Laverge. Fred Laverge. Yeah, yeah. He w- he was at, at the meeting, so uh, that was a great show of support. He and, was at the um, meeting. The, the meeting that you live streamed. Yes, yes, he was. Yes, oh, he was. I, I had no. Okay, I didn't know this. Mm-hmm. First, I heard. 
Um, you know, the meeting ended pretty abruptly. So <laughs> they, they had to come out and say, you know, because of safety issues, whack capacity, and, and they had to end the meeting. So I didn't get to pan the entire room. Um, but he was, yeah, he was actually off to my right. I assume Tom MacArthur was not there. No, Tom MacArthur is not there. We have um, tried repeatedly to get Tom MacArthur's um, support for for this. And, you know, again, because it's federal and, I don't know, it's it's strange. But, you know, I mean, Mr. LaVerge has been with us, you know, since the beginning of fighting this. So, you know, we hope he continues that. I mean, there are other local state legislatures that seem to be on our side. Um, Mr. Conaway, um, Mr. Dancer. Um, so uh, I'm not really completely, con- I don't know. I don't really want to say much more about that. But well, our I local mean, but, but representatives. I, my understanding is that Tom MacArthur is not who you would choose. Right? Oh no, no, not at all. No, no, he doesn't. And Fred Laverne, Fred Laverne, as best as we understand, is is Bernie Sanders against pipelines, against pipelines. Like he's he's against pipelines to the extent of Bernie Sanders, as I understand it. Yeah. Um, it, I, not no. I, actually, I, I should say fracking. I should say fracking and therefore fracking, pipelines. Yeah. He, right. is, he is as against fracking and pipelines as is Bernie Sanders. So well, I mean, just from that point pretty, of view. Just from that point of view, you obviously are choosing Fred Laverne over right. Tom MacArthur. Right. I, I, you know, I'm probably going to, I mean, I don't really want to talk. I, mean, I don't know. We're not a, a, a 503 or whatever, um, so I don't know what the rules are about supporting candidates one way or the other, but I'm definitely not going to be voting for Tom MacArthur, put it that way, but I will be voting. Okay. So I, I will <laughs> say, from my personal point of view, um, I don't understand Tom MacArthur's point of view, but my very basic understanding is that he somehow is connected to to oil money. Oh, uh, he has a large investment in, in, in fossil fuels. Probably okay. the largest in both houses of the Congress. Oh, in the whole country? In, in both houses of Congress. I believe he has the largest portfolio invested in fossil fuels. You're not just talking the state legislature, you're talking the, the country, well, I'm the talking United about, States right. Congress. Yes. Wow. Okay. And That's I do what know one of our our, our researchers have has uncovered, yes. Okay. And I do know and I do know that Fred Laverne is against fracking and pipelines to to the just as Bernie Sanders is. So okay. he is not he's not a Bernie Sanders Democrat. You know, he has some views that are different. But as far as fracking and pipelines are concerned, mm-hmm. he is exactly with Bernie Sanders. Great. Great. Yeah, I mean, and like I said, we have local officials that have been fighting with us, you know, um, township committee men, um, people like the, and bipartisan, you know, there's been bipartisan, because it's our homes, you know what I mean? So um, we have a lot of support. I mean, every municipality along this route, from Pennsylvania to the shore, pretty much, has come out against this pipeline. Right. Right. All right, well... Thank you very much, Agnes. And uh, well, thank you, Jeff. And I hope and I hope that. Go ahead. Well, and I just hope um, you know, the next time we we do this, the the stream works a little better. I will um, continue my experimentation. <laughs> good, good. And now, I mean, knowing how much drama there was, um, makes me want to go to the meeting a lot more because huh? I can't imagine I'm that far away, half hour away or something. Yeah. 
it's in Central uh, South Jersey, the north side of South Jersey. And um, yeah, I mean, so all right. Well, thank you for covering it, and our newest correspondent of Citizens Media TV. Well, thank you, Jeff. Thank all right, you. I'll talk. Bye bye.